Do you ever feel like you've drunk the nursing Kool-Aid? Have you been poisoned by the opinions and judgments of others? I've had this experience, and it's no fun, let me tell you, and I had to work hard to make it through to having my own experience and my own opinions, especially early in my nursing career. So let's talk about how to not drink the nursing Kool-Aid and instead find your own brand of nursing soul right here on episode 166 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful that you're here listening right here, right now, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me on the airwaves for months or years. I want to thank you from my heart to yours for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is, as always, all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And have you heard about my new podcast, Mastering Nursing? It's a new interview-style podcast focusing on the nursing profession, and you can check it out at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast, and when you do, you'll get even more of me, plus some amazing guests. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 166. That is nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 166. Anyway, I am thrilled you're here and I invite you to hop into the studio with me and let's dig deep into today's topic. For those of you too young to remember 1978, drinking the Kool-Aid is an expression dating back from the late 1970s when followers of the Reverend Jim Jones blindly and naively drank Kool-Aid laced with cyanide, and it was a collective action that resulted in many suicidal deaths and great trauma for our country and for the country of Guyana where it occurred and around the world. So although Nurses' individual and collective experience in no way compares to what happened in Jonestown in 1978. The notion of drinking poison from a particular collective well certainly sounds familiar to me when I think about the nursing profession. So having said that, what Kool-Aid do nurses happen to drink? We are, we nurses, a hearty and thoughtful bunch, and like any group of human beings, we can at times fall under the spell of the latest news, the latest collective thinking, the latest bright, shiny object like we talked about on a recent episode of The Nurse Keith Show. So no matter how erroneous those thoughts and feelings can be, and no matter how callous some of that can seem, it can happen to anyone. So one form of nursing Kool-Aid that many of us drink unwittingly or wittingly is the poison of bullying. That's right, lateral violence, horizontal violence, nurse-on-nurse violence. This can come in the form of discrimination, harassment, gossiping, backbiting, whatever it happens to be. And those of us who witness bullying and intimidation and teasing, etc., etc., and we don't speak out against it, well, then we are part of the problem and we are, by our silence, complicit in that bullying or aberrant behavior. We do not want to 
stand idly by as our fellow nurses are intimidated and abused, but it happens every day. And many people, many nurses are afraid to say anything because they're afraid they will be targeted next. So when we accept something like bullying as the norm, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I'll continue to because I think it's important, we are in essence drinking the Kool-Aid that has poisoned us against righteous action. So If our silence equals complicity, then when we speak up and say, hey, that is not okay, hey, you cannot treat that person this way, and we document it and talk to higher-ups about it, and we work to get rid of those bullies off of our units, we are not getting involved in what George Orwell called in his novel 1984, groupthink, that notion of being figuratively or literally hypnotized within a group. Yes, you can become hypnotized within a group, causing you to turn a blind eye to egregious actions being performed by people within that group. We might not condone that type of behavior under normal circumstances, but many of us, and probably a lot of you will not, as I say this, many of us find nursing, especially high-stress nursing environments, are not normal circumstances. So another form of Kool-Aid that nurses drink is the Kool-Aid of pessimism. The news does its best to frighten us. There are frightening and horrible things happening around the world all the time. It's always been this way, or it seems like it has been, and seems like it always will be. And we also continue to hear bad news about our profession. We hear about shortages. We hear about bullying, like I was just talking about. We hear about nurses poisoning patients. We hear about doctors hitting nurses in the back of the head in the OR. All sorts of news we hear causes us to feel pessimistic. So when there's negative data from the federal government or from a labor group, etc., and there's a pessimistic employment prognosis for nurses or others, that can cause us to choose to either plug up our ears because we don't want to hear it, or it can lead us to listen, 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 listen to all that negativity and drown out any of the positivity that's going on around us. And believe me, there's a lot of positive stuff happening here in our profession, in our world, in healthcare, and in medicine. If groupthink can hypnotize us and cut us off from our intuition, and strand us in the desert of pessimism. Think about if that's where you want to live and if that's the type of Kool-Aid that you as a nurse want to drink. You and me, we need to learn how to think for ourselves. We need to realize that our thoughts can lead us to inspired action, like confronting a bully or writing a blog post that shares positive news about something we've heard about nursing or healthcare or medicine, etc. We can choose our own path. We can reject the popular opinions that things are bad, that things are getting worse, that we shouldn't do this or we should do that. And we can adhere to what we think is right. We can follow the path of righteous action and righteous thought so that we are not poisoning our nursing careers with the thoughts that others have implanted upon us. So when we think and we act for ourselves, my friend, we actively reject 
the Kool-Aid. We say, no, not going to drink that. I'm going to go have a glass of water instead. Instead, we choose to quench our thirst at another fountain. We don't use the fountain of pessimism. We don't use the fountain of bullying and harassment and intimidation and negativity. We choose to drink from another pitcher, another hose, whatever metaphor works for you. I implore you, dear listener, don't drink the Kool-Aid, whether in the larger profession, in your professional group where you meet with people and everyone sits around bitching and moaning and complaining, or on the nursing unit, don't drink the Kool-Aid. How refreshing, how simple is it when we decide to think for ourselves, when we decide to reject the bullying, when we decide to reject the negative self-talk, the negative projections, the terrible prognostications about what's happening to our hospitals, to healthcare, to the nursing profession. Reject what feels pessimistic and deflating. Accept what feels buoying. Accept what makes you feel bigger, what makes you feel stronger, what makes you feel more powerful. Trust your gut, speak out, act from your heart. Drinking the Kool-Aid is definitely not in your best interest. So folks, when we're back from the mid-roll, we're going to talk about whose shoes you are actually wearing when you don't drink the Kool-Aid. So we will be back in just a few minutes after the mid-roll to talk about some solutions to drinking the Kool-Aid and how you can live a more prosperous, a more positive, a more optimistic life as a nurse and a healthcare professional. We'll be right back. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support The Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at NurseKeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of the Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to the Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand. And we're back. Thank you for hanging in with us after the mid-roll. And we were talking about nurses drinking the Kool-Aid. And yes, those of you who were born after 1978 and hadn't heard of the Jonestown Massacre, you might want to Google it learn a little bit more and understand what happened back then and why people use that phrase to this day. And this notion of rejecting the Kool-Aid, rejecting the pessimism, rejecting the negativity leads me to this idea to ask you, whose shoes are you wearing? So in our nursing work, we are often in the position of expressing compassion. We are working with people who are disenfranchised, who are vulnerable, who are at the most painful, difficult passage in their life. 
we work with other nurses who themselves might be at difficult passages in their lives. Maybe one of your fellow nurses has a disabled spouse who now has a terminal diagnosis and she's dealing with that. Maybe one of your fellow nurses or your nurse supervisor or even maybe one of the physicians or physical therapists you work with has a child who has a diagnosis that's very frightening. Maybe one of your colleagues has ended up in the hospital themselves or had a terrible accident. So yes, we walk in our own shoes, in our own moccasins, in our own Crocs, whatever it is you wear on your feet. And when we are doing our task-based nursing, when we are hanging IVs, checking vital signs, giving treatments, doling out medications, tending to the tasks of nursing, we can often lose sight of the people who are right in front of us. We often lose sight of the shoes in which they are walking. And practicing compassion in your nursing career, in your nursing practice, in your daily life, inside and outside of work, that is where you can choose to wear the shoes of the person in front of you. You know, in many religions, they talk about this notion of feeling the pain of others, of being aware of the suffering of others. In Buddhism, especially, the suffering of others and the suffering around the world is very important to the cosmology of the Buddhist experience. And when we decide that we are going to slip on the metaphoric shoes of those around us, this can give us the opportunity the golden opportunity, the moment that we can seize to not drink the aforementioned Kool-Aid and to walk in the place of the person before us whose suffering is so apparent and which we can often turn a blind eye to when we are stuck in the task-based machinations of what nursing can often feel is all about, especially in a hospital or a high-stress environment where those tasks just have to get done and we often lose sight of the patient laying in the bed or sitting in the chair right there before our eyes. So in moments of impatience, in moments of stress, of course you're wearing your nursing shoes, the literal ones and the metaphoric ones, but also those shoes can be laced with compassion. And I do intend the pun right there. And your store of compassion can always grow. It can always be increased for your coworkers, for your patients, and also, dare I say, for yourself. This is where we can also choose to not drink the Kool-Aid. Let me elaborate a little bit. I've spoken to many, 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 many nurses in the course of my career as a nurse career coach. And a lot of nurses out there are suffering, whether they have issues with their families at home, maybe their children, or like I said, maybe a disabled spouse, etc. Maybe they're struggling with addiction or depression or anxiety or grief or any aspect of the human experience. Maybe you yourself, listening to this podcast right now, maybe you yourself have something that's afflicting you, something that's really troubling you, some soul question that's digging deep into your side and really bothering you in this moment. We need to be able to experience and express 
that level of compassion for ourselves as nurses and human beings as much as we do so for our colleagues and for our patients. Because we have a choice to make. When we walk onto that med surge floor, or we walk into that hospice patient's home, their castle, if we go into the school and do our school nursing with the disabled students that we take care of who are on vents and who are dealing with all sorts of life-threatening or non-life-threatening illnesses. We have a choice to make to take a deep breath, to take a moment, to look in the eyes of the person before us, or if you are the one suffering, looking in the eyes of yourself right in that mirror in your car or in the bathroom. We have this choice to not drink the Kool-Aid of pessimism, to not drink the Kool-Aid of negativity or worry or anxiety or sadness. And we can open ourselves up to a different experience of what nursing can be. Do you see what I mean? So when we're able to wear others' shoes, when we're able to walk in the path of other people, that really, in so many ways, allows us to have even more compassion for ourselves, to bring more soul into the work that we do, to walk a path of righteousness, of righteous thought and righteous action, like I mentioned before the break. And if we can walk the human path of suffering and compassion with another, and we can revel in the warmth and the connection that's generated in our hearts when we connect with others sincerely, when we reject the negativity around us, That is a moment when nursing can feel meaningful for us, when we feel like we are imbuing our work with soul. So having soul, I don't mean chicken soup for the nurse's soul. I don't mean soul food. I don't mean any other notion that you might be thinking about soul other than that means bringing all of you to the table. It means you're not crushed by the negativity by the limitations, by the restrictions, by the burdens placed upon you by others. And I want you to think about cultivating soul in your career. Where does that soul come from? If you reject the Kool-Aid, if you are walking the path of compassion, if you're wearing the shoes of others and walking their path so that you can understand their journey more compassionately, what happens with you? Does your work come home with you? When you get home and you put your scrubs in the laundry, when you take a shower, when you sit down and eat with your family, when you sit in front of the TV and you just think about your day, or you pick up a book, or you walk your dog, or organize your stamp collection, whatever it is you do that feeds your soul, and whatever it is you do that helps you to ground yourself back at home after your work, what is it that lifts your spirit? What lightens your spirit? What gladdens your heart? Even amidst all of that negativity, all of that difficulty, all of those human burdens of life on this earth, how does that impact you? And I know I'm getting a little esoteric here, and I think it's important because, you know, here on the Nurse Keith Show, we can talk about the job search, we can talk about resumes, we can talk about LinkedIn, we can talk about interview skills networking, etc. However, we also need to talk about the soul work, the spirit work, the deeper work of being a nurse and being a human being. And I wouldn't be doing my job here if I didn't once in a while 
or maybe more than once in a while, help you and help me to drop down, to drop in a little more deeply, to feel those deeper notions of what it means to be a nurse and a human being living on this planet in the 20th century. You know, I love that bumper sticker that says humankind be both. We nurses, we can feel like automatons. We can feel like task-based machines. That's all we do. We just do tasks. We don't even take care of people anymore. They're just diagnoses laying in a bed. And if we can remember to recognize, to take a moment to see the humanity of others and also see the humanity in ourselves, that empowers and emboldens and enlightens and heartens the work that we do as nurses. So do we give ourselves the human kindness that we give to others? Do we reject the Kool-Aid and help our colleague to reject it as well? Do we help our colleague to see another way of looking at the world around them? Do we lavish upon ourselves the care that we give to our patients, to our families, to our pets, to our children? Do we do the things for ourselves that we wish we could do for others or wish others would do for us? We can do them for ourselves. And you know what? We can do them for each other. So I implore you, dear listener, to be human, to embrace your humanity, to treat yourself with kindness, to treat other people with kindness, to walk in their shoes, to reject the Kool-Aid, to bring soul back into your work and to nurture that spirit within you that's crying out for kindness, the kindness that you give to others and that you can, in the end, give to yourself. So cultivate the grace of that gentle kindness and compassion for your own soul and decide to allow your nurse's soul to shine. Banish the Kool-Aid, banish the negativity, banish the pessimism, and be the nurse that you truly want to be. Well, there you have it. That is episode 166 of The Nurse Keith Show. It was an esoteric one for sure. And I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I want you to take inspired, soulful action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and your career development. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com. My thanks to Tim and his team for always producing a great show and social media and promotional handled by the wonderful and capable and kind Mark Cappiespeason. Remember to check out my new podcast, Mastering Nursing, at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to take your life and your nursing career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico.